interrupt this program for a special news bulletin. The Michigan Football League's first and only talk show. Cut! Oh my God! Oh. Between the cones. Cut! Oh, now we're about to guard you. Watch out! Watch out! Begins now. Right side! Hello, welcome in. Take a seat, relax, put your feet up. We've got season three, episode two. Another episode of Between the Cones right here. Old Faces in New Places, part two. We've got four more interviews from four more different captains throughout the league. Starting out with the Dogs, represented by Preston Long. Then we go to the Jacks, represented by my QB1, Nick Downs. Then from there, we go to Grimsby, represented by Peter Boyer. And finally, we finish out with Hoosiers captain Jaden McLeod. All that, a little bit of more, coming up here on Between the Cones. Stay tuned. We'll be right back, kick off the episode after this commercial break. Hi, this is Paul Schmidt, wide receiver for the Vipers, and I'd just like to take a moment to thank today's sponsor, Ace Bandages, for helping keep our players as healthy as possible throughout the long, grueling season. Go Vipers! Joining the show now, (laughs) one of the best Plymouth Wildcats in league currently, current dog team cats in Preston Long. Preston, thanks for coming on, man. I appreciate it, Commission. <laughs> <laughs> so let's just let's let's restart here, right? Let's let's drop to black. You dealt back with the O's on draft night. Obviously, you weren't there. Jack Vespiani was. Uh, you guys ended up picking up an extra uh, second round pick. Why do you think that was important for you guys to kind of deal back and, and pick up an extra pick so early in the in the second? Um, you know, because, you know, this year has been uh, it's way, way more competitive and way more skill-based than it was last year. And having those extra guys that, you know, that can, um, like, play on your team, start on your team and make plays for you, it was huge. You know, I got my buddy, like, one of my best friends, Chase, uh, 16 out of it and you know he is one of the biggest athletes and I, I think he's gonna win rookie of the year he's a huge sleeper that 16 pick is notorious throughout the years for yielding some good results let's talk about the 12th and 8th though uh, so obviously 12th you went Aiden Tafelski, uh somebody who you've known uh, you said been played against pretty much your entire life uh, why like what stuck out about him compared to some of the other quarterbacks in the draft um, you know, we just know him, you know, as a person and as a player, and he brings you that competitive edge. He brings the energy and, you know, we know him and he's just gonna be a lot of fun and we know that he can sling it. It doesn't look like he doesn't look like a quarterback. Um, you know, he doesn't have the flow like our boy Downsy, but um, he can sling it and he knows where to put the ball. He knows like, you know, the smart reads and this and that. So 
we trust him and we trust him that he's going to lead us to glory this year. Uh, with that eighth pick, you guys went Rockefeller, one of the main speeders with that final first round pick. Uh, what stood out about Pebble last year that you wanted to kind of send a floater? Oh, Pebble was a, uh, I'm not going to say bad words on this podcast, but he was, <laughs> he, he was hard to guard. Um, having a, a little guy like that um, with the speed and agility like him who can catch the a bullet that's two feet from him it, it's going to be huge especially with me and Garrett going deep and catching these deep balls and then him and Chase or Vespi whoever we have out there running these short routes that can just have a quick burst it's going to be oh so beautiful to think about so at that eighth pick and at the 12th spot too uh, you guys passed over what I think a lot of people thought was a, like a guaranteed pick in this draft in Matt Yeager. What made you kind of take those two guys over somebody uh, who's also a speedster uh, like Matt? Oh, man. It, it was tough. It, it was, uh, you know, we love Matt. Um, <laughs> I've talked to, I've talked to Matt before the draft saying, if you're there, we want you. And uh, we just thought um, we could get him later than the eighth pick. And we were right. Um, but we didn't know um, how far AT was going to fall and who needed him and who wanted him, but we just needed that quarterback position, so we had to take him. And, you know, uh, like I think it was one pick before us, uh, the Jackalopes, the scumbags that they are. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they scooped him up, but it's okay. So you talked about Chase Olsen, uh, how it's possibly, you know, early rookie of the year so we'll skip over him what about Lopez at 25th uh what's someone or what's you know it's kind of a halfway point almost of the draft uh what made you guys want to take a flyer on him um because you know we like to have fun we want to have fun this year I don't think uh me or Jack had fun last year and um <laughs> with the uh Jack was part of a team that had some uh some guys internal, that, internal issues the internal issues that may be happening again with oh his guy and my guy from last year um, <laughs> <laughs> but we want we want to win but we want to have fun and you know so it was Gordo, a culture pick yeah 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 basically but we know Gordo is he's also a great athlete so culture pick but we know that he is very good on his feet so fair enough we move forward to uh, the 34th pick you guys took Ethan Smedley I thought this was a guy who was criminally underrated uh, throughout this entire draft what do you guys see his role being he's kind of a one kind of a grit monster almost yeah he um i'm actually surprised he fell as far uh jack was jack picked i wasn't i mean we had no communication after the 16th so he picked the like the whole rest of the draft mm -hmm. um and he said you know we got smedley at 34 and i was like oh how, how did he go this far? Because Smedley was a dog in high school, but I was thinking people people don't know him, so he, he's going to be he's a sleeper. Um, he's not going to be the most flashiest player in the league, but you know he's going to get a couple yards here and there. He's going to be a huge kickoff guy for us. So you know we we have we have faith in him, and he's going to have fun with it. So and then you guys finished out with Fraley uh, who has honestly uh, he's got the possibility to be one of the more uh, athletic bigger guys in the league history uh, what went into consider what went into that uh, the pick before Mr. Relevant well we were um, we were going to take uh, Jonah Fitzgerald just to mess with Denny but um, <laughs> Denny already had a uh, pretty hard night and I didn't want him to make any uh, 
dramatic decisions. So um, he, we went with Fraley. I coached Fraley. Um, I love him. And hopefully, you know, um, Hank can get us some Lions gear if we uh, win this MFL ship. So. <laughs> Uh, perfect. All right, let's shift it back to the quarterback situation because I think that's the most interesting uh, mm-hmm. aspect about your guys' team. Uh, so obviously, AT is QB1, right, yep. as of right now. Uh, were there other considerations in the pre-draft process or other guys that you might have uh, looked at if AT had somehow gone before 12? We did. Um, we looked at Joey Kobolis. Um, He can also sling it. Um, nobody typically knew him as the play quarterback, but... We knew him, and he was confident and to play quarterback, um, but those select him at six for um, some reason. But um, we were looking at him. We were looking at uh, Luke Every, um, you know, one of those guys that we're, like, really good friends with, but we didn't know if he was going to be there or he was going to be available, and he got taken at, like, 11th or 10th, something like that, if mm-hmm. I remember. Um, so those were the two guys we were also looking at. Um if we couldn't manage to take a quarterback, I think I was going to step into the rain and play it. But, you know, it just it just worked out so perfectly for us. So let's kind of shift it. Uh, and you kind of touched on this earlier, but uh, you said last year how a lot of the dogs did <laughs> not have uh, a good time uh, last year. Uh, with you specifically, uh, it was an interesting season last year with the Toads. Um, what, what do you personally believe went wrong when you kind of look at that uh, as a couple months have now passed? Um, you know, it was just a, uh, it was just we didn't see eye to eye. Uh, me and uh, I'm, I'm gonna say one different player. Um, you know, it, it was uh, it was really fortunate that um, you know I got to play last year after the LPP movement which <laughs> I really didn't have any a part of but it happened um, <laughs> but I got drafted second overall to you know the commissioner of the league and some guy that I played with in high school and I thought it was gonna be great and you know first game it was fantastic like the energy was there and this and that and we went I think we were like three and out to start it out or something like yep. that yep. and then it just I think a lot of uh What's the word I'm looking for? Oh, selfishness uh, mm. came into play and wanting to be the best out of a somebody, and it just it wasn't a good fit. But it was a lot of fun. I met um, some great guys like Jack Crum. Oh, you're Jack Crum. Oh, yeah, yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. Yes, thank you, thank you. <laughs> Jack Crum was a great guy to play with. Um, I played with Nate and Ryan before. I met uh, Cody. I freaking love Cody. Um, so it, it was it was experience, um, not how I wanted the first year of league to go. But this year, I hope to not just bring like uh, victories to my team, but just have a lot of fun doing it with these guys. So I couldn't help but notice that one player from that team was not mentioned in that last uh, <laughs> that last question, and it was your quarterback from last year. <laughs> and obviously, we like to stir the pot here on the show. But is there oh, some deeper meaning behind that? Um, you know, I just uh, you know, yeah, I, I, you know, I'll stir the pot. You know, um just want to say the Blue Angels are not going to be good this year. Maybe a one-win team. Um, but, you know, it, it just uh, – he's wanted to do too much, Mr. Bryce. Um, he got really com- – he, he, he is a competitive guy, but he has let his emotions get in the way uh, from games that we could have won and should have won. Um, 
So it, it just it just happened the way it happened. Um, would I want to play for Bryce again? No. Um, do I love that he works at Brayburn where I golf all the time? Yeah. Do I still like him? Yeah. But just would never want to play with him again. Um. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Uh, you, <laughs> you know, there's a 100% chance he's going to post that clipping on his team Instagram <laughs> oh, uh, with those comments. Uh, we kind of look towards uh, your season. You kick off against Grimsby. Um, a lot of people throughout league circles don't think that they're going to be, um, you know, rising to the top. Uh, what's kind of like the pre, uh, when you kind of scout them or think about them ahead of time? Uh, what's some considerations that come into play? Um, they're, they're athletes, you know. It's not like, you know, they played football or anything, but, you know, they're great athletes. Um, I was surprised. I, I wouldn't say I'm surprised that they took Yano at two, but, you know, they're, they're great athletes. We can't take anyone lightly, especially them. Um, you know, you never know what could happen. Um, we're prepping them for them, but um, I, I'm going to guarantee a dub in that one. You know, I'll say this here first, Jack. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Yep, I'm ready. Okay. I'll guarantee a dub against every team this year, except for one, one game that's going to be a dogfight. It's prime time. That is against your Jackalopes, okay? It'll, it'll be a show. It'll be a show. Uh, I, haven't, that one. I haven't played against Nick Downs. Me and him played together for three years. I haven't played against them like in an actual game. Um, you know, I did pick them off about too many times counting scout team, but um, that game is going to be that. That's one for the ages, right there. That that's that is one game that I can confidently say, and me and Jack have been talking about it. That we are we're not sure what's going to happen. Like it, it's going to be so. It's going to be oh, it's a oh, I'm excited. <laughs> it's gonna it's gonna be a good time. You guys have two primetime games. The first one coming. Week two against the Phantoms, and then obviously a, a TBD game uh, later in that year against the Hoosiers. Uh, I gotta ask the game week five, and this is the last Bryce question, I promise. <laughs> week five, June eighteenth, is a six p.m. game yep. against the Blue Angels. Is that one gonna hold some extra weight uh, for you? Oh yeah, that one is gonna be because there's a good chance Bryce Bryce go, like covers you defensively. Oh, oh. if he does that. It is a guaranteed win if he does that. It's a guaranteed win if he doesn't. But if he does, that that just brings more competitiveness out of me. I have. To, I'm just gonna tell At to throw me the ball every play, just so I can okay. moss his ass. So, oh, I swore. My bad. My bad. <laughs> All right, right on. Um, final question here. Looking at your team, obviously there's so much talent up and down the board. What is the identity of your team gonna be? What do you want it to be? It's going to be, uh, let's see. I'm going to say enjoy the moment. Enjoy the moment. Enjoy the moment. Poetic. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, Preston, that's all the questions I got. Uh, I look forward to having you back on the show uh, a lot more uh, as we kind of ramp towards the season here. Um, but uh, a big thank you uh, for coming on. I appreciate you so much, Kamish. All right, take it easy. You as well. Man, these end zone dances, they gotta go. They're disruptive, they're undisciplined. Papa John's pizza for Jerry Jones. Mm. Got Papa John's for pizza pie. Fresh taste so good, you can't deny it.
Joining the show now, QB1 for the Jackalopes, my QB, Nick Downs. Nick, thanks for coming on, man. Oh, of course, Kamesh and teammate. Thanks for having me. <laughs> so, Nick, let's uh, let's debrief our draft a little bit, just publicly for the folks at home, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, so we'll just deep dive right in this right now. Pick number five, we're picking. We take Bryce Mandelka. Right? Yes, this is somebody who we were both, you know, pretty excited for. We we think he can be a big impact player. What do you think it's gonna be like throwing to him? I'm excited. I mean. Obviously, you know, we've seen the athleticism, you know, we see what he did at the combine. Saw that video of him getting up there to throw that basketball down. Uh, QB's dream, man. He's a big kid, got a big frame, athletic. Just looking forward to uh, tossing the pig. Yeah, I think he's going to be really, really good. We fast forward nine picks, right? We're sitting at pick 14. We're sweating it out. Oh, we were sweating. Waiting for one person in particular. Matt Yeager, plug him in the slot. Speedster, we're talking a veteran, somebody who's won in this league. I mean, this is somebody I think you have chemistry with too, right? Yeah, you know, last year at the uh, the combine last year, we uh, we were, we were swinging that thing around. You know, he was running good routes. He was getting open. I felt kind of bad. I was only throwing him, you know, the existing league player. But, uh, you know, you and I talked about it, and uh, he was a guy we had circled in the second round, and we were lucky enough to get him at 15 and uh yeah I just I still can't believe it and then we fast forward I know this is somebody that you really really wanted I mean this was someone who we both wanted you know we circled him we were like he can be a presence especially defensively pick 23 Sam Peterson yes sir uh, I mean Sam's the man yes sir good, plain great, and simple great vibes guy you know the worst injury in league history to date and he's no, gonna he's gonna win comeback player next he's year. He's gonna win comeback year. player of the year for sure because I don't think anybody else had a substantial injury, so it's a one man race there. But uh, <laughs> he uh, no, obviously that's my cousin. You know, all love for mm-hmm. Sam. He's a good athlete and uh, he's gonna play well at corner. He uh, he asked us, you know, he, he only wants to play one way. Last year, two ways was a lot for him, so he's excited <laughs> about playing on the defense. He was side. he was puking on the sideline for the first round. He was. He didn't really know what it was about. <laughs> <laughs> No, I think Sam. I think Sam's gonna be a plug and play, right? At no doubt. I no think doubt. he's. I mean, he's very fast, athletic. I was super psyched. I was honestly surprised that he fell past uh, the Blue Angels right before us. I thought they were gonna go. Uh, yeah, I was. Yeah, we were nervous. Sure. We were nervous, but uh, got our guy. Now we can do a little platoon, little. You know. Oh yeah. We can have offense and defense specialists, and uh, look for Sam to be on that defensive ball. We fast forward four picks, right? This was somebody who we had circled in like the third round. So, I mean, I was shocked. I know you were too. Matt Clearhout, an athlete. Love it. I thought somebody who who performed, another good vibes guy. I mean, what do you see him bringing to our team? Yeah, for sure. I mean, he's got some football knowledge. You know, he played at Salem and played in Little League and stuff. So he knows what he's doing out there. Uh, Good energy guy. He's going to go out there and get after it. Probably another safety type guy. He's got good ball skills. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I'm excited. I just like I said, I can't believe we got everybody we circled on our uh, on our board. 
Yeah, I mean, and then just the cherry on top, really. Pick 36, somehow Posh Testa sitting there. Another guy who's been playing in league a long time. Another rotational receiver for you to use. Um, I mean, when you look at this team, right, and you kind of see how many weapons you have, and you're coming off such a terrific year yourself, and this year's roster is just, you know, so much deeper, too. I mean, how encouraged are you seeing all these targets? Yeah, you know, I'm excited. You know, it's something uh, we talked about in the offseason, you know. You texted me and Ryan. You said uh, you could build us a solid team, and that's what we've done so far. We've got a lot of weapons. Uh, there's a QB, you know, thrown to you, and Mandelka, Matt, Ryan. It's just, I mean, it's like the uh, it's like that Alabama receiver room from a couple of years ago. I mean, it, it really is in a lot of ways. Yeah, we got the OPY out there. We got, I mean, we, we pretty much have three receivers that could all win o, OP, OPY. Oh, easily. And let's talk about one of those right now. I mean, obviously, you you come over with Ryan Len from the 69ers last mm-hmm. year. What'd you say to convince him to come, you know, be a jackalope? And what what do you think makes him such a good and unique player? Yeah, you know, I uh, I told Ryan because obviously we were partnered with Sean in the 69ers. I, you know, I told Ryan, uh, you know, it was a tough 69er nation. I mean, I love him, but we didn't really have a lot of big out, out turnout for every game. So we had a lot of guys going both ways. It was very strenuous and tough on the players. But, you know, I just told Ryan, you know, Jack, you know, he really does love this. And I think I'm very confident he'll build us a solid team. And, you know, you're one of my homies. So oh, yeah. I think mean, Ryan likes you. So I just told him that, uh, hey, I think this is a good move for us. And it'll be fun to, you know, kind of play with someone else and just kind of see how it goes. But, yeah, no, he's super excited. And uh, having him out there, just he's got a unique skill set. Skill set, skill set. Um, he a uh, college basketball player, so he's got a great stamina. And I think that's what sets him apart is his conditioning is super good. So, you know, when we get deeper into games, he can start running by people and becoming dominant. So let's talk about you individually. Obviously, you won MVP last year. Super successful season with kind of a hollowed-out squad. I don't know if you know this, but there's never been a back-to-back MVP. I did not Think know that. Think that's something you can do? You know, I believe so. I mean, there's a lot of good players in the league, obviously. A lot of guys going MVP. But, you know, I think I got the right receiving core around me. And uh, with some of the new rules this year, it's going to be a little more... Um, first time, it's going to be harder to come by, so I definitely want to... You know, prove myself and just prove everybody last year wasn't a fluke. And uh, I think we got the receiving core to definitely help me out. So I'm excited. So it wouldn't be a Between the Cones episode if I didn't point out a little bit of controversy. Yeah. Right? So let's talk about a little bit of controversy. Let's do it. And he wears number six for the Blue Angels. What was that all about, man? I don't know, man. I mean, I think, you know, I mean, I'm. I feel like I'm a pretty nice guy. I feel like not a lot of people have problems with me. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I, you can't help but laugh. I mean, I don't know. It's. I mean, I texted Evan. I was like, hey, man, like, I just hope I haven't wronged you in any way because I really don't try to do that to people for real. I didn't really know I was being that mean or something, but I don't know. I mean, it's all love. I mean, Evan's a super competitive guy, and uh, he really, you know, he wants to win, and shows that competitiveness on and off the field and I mean I respect it you know you got to respect a fellow competitor but yeah I mean I, I really hope I don't have anything any problems with anybody <laughs> so that's something I try to try to add to my resume but 
Yeah, I mean, it is what it is. You know, it's kind of water under the bridge. <laughs> That's the right answer, QB. That's the right answer. <laughs> I'm tra- I got the press conference training. <laughs> uh, okay, so now we got that out of the way. Uh, I just want to kind of kind of pick your brain a little bit. Who else yeah. around the league do you really see as, as challengers? I mean, I see us as, you know, a top-tier team coming into this year. I think we have the talent. Yeah. Who do you think, you know, is a challenger? Yeah, you know, I think, you know, starting off, obviously, you said, you know, I like the squad we got, but aside from us, there's a lot of good teams. Um, first team I want to mention is the Sailors. I know they're kind of under the radar every year, but, I mean, Ali has proved to be a successful GM. And uh, even when things maybe, you know, on paper, his squad doesn't look as dominant, uh, he's shown that he can take a team to the finals. Uh, I think the dogs are going to be very good as well. They got a lot of football savvy guys over there with P and uh, Vespi, and they got some good draft picks. They got Pebble, who's going to be a sleeper. Blue Angels, obviously, they're going to be good. They're going to be competitive. Jaren's going to be a stud. I mean, everybody's going to be good. The Phantoms, Phantoms got some speed. They got Mikey Mike over there. They got Ray. I think Renzi's over there, right? Renzi is a Hoosier. Oh, Renzi's a Hoosier, yeah. I mean, yep. everybody's got some. Everybody's got a good uh, – they got a deep squad this year. The O's, you know, they've got two or three former champions on their yep. team from last year. I mean, it's going to be – it's a deep – I'd say it's the deepest – I mean, I've only been here for two years, but we got a pretty deep, uh, deep roster of guys. Every team's got, you know, six to seven studs. So it's going to be fun. I'm excited, man. No, it should definitely be good. And I've, I mean, you kind of pointed out what I want to talk about next. <coughs> the Sailors, we face off against them week one, oh, yeah. should be an electric environment. Ali Beydoun, you said, I mean, such a great captain, puts together yeah. such good teams. When you're kind of just, you know, thinking about them, they got Ryan Olette, they got Charlie Godman, Dylan Brown at quarterback. What's the early scouting report you think for them? Yeah, I mean, I think uh, I would say defensively, you know, we got to make sure we got the right personnel on people. We got to make sure we got Ulet locked up. Um, I would say, you know, defensively, we got to, he's obviously going to be, you know, he's a former MVP, so he's a dog. Got to make sure we got him handled. But offensively, I mean, I really don't know too much about their defense, but I just got, I got faith in our guys that we can, you know, get open and run routes and I can put the ball on people. It's going to be a good game. You know, you got to expect, like I said earlier with the changes, a little more defensive, uh, encouraging, I'll say. Mm-hmm, definitely. But, uh, yeah, it's going to be a good game. You know, Ali's a good coach. But, uh, yeah, just looking forward to it. Really looking forward to it. So, final question for QB1 Let's is I want to pick your brain. Who is your top three quarterbacks in league, including yourself? Including myself. Yeah. So, I guess who's number two and who's number three? Uh, yeah, I was, yeah. <laughs> I would put myself <laughs> at number one. There's a lot of, you know, good quarterbacks in the league. Uh I'm, I'm sure I'll probably get hate for this in the league chat, but I put myself at one. I'm sorry I have to do that. If, you, know, you just got to be confident in yourself. <laughs> Nothing more you can say, really. Oh, yeah. Plus, I think my record proves itself. I mean, Evan will say that it's about the wins and losses, but I threw a fuck ton of touchdowns, so we'll just go with that. Number two, uh, I'm trying to think who's, who's going to be playing quarterback. I, I got to go Lawson, man. You know, he captained the championship team last year. And he is, you know, he's a good player. He's a football yep. guy. He's got the football Definitely. IQ. Um, but no, he's a good. Uh, he's got to be too, man. His resume speaks for himself. He's a winner. Mm-hmm. Goes out there. You know, he puts the ball where it has to be. Um, do we know who's playing QB on the Blue Angels yet? Has that been confirmed? Is it going to be Bryce? Uh, it will either be Bryce, Evan, or Nate. 
sorry, I got a little of the coughs going from having too much fun. But uh, no, uh, <laughs> I would say I would say I'll put you know I'll put the Blue Angels QB room at three. Is that allowed? That is, that is allowed, yeah. Because yeah, I feel like whether it's Bryce, Evan, or Nate, you know, all three of those guys are proven winners. Um, you know, they're good players. They've had success in league. But, uh, yeah, I'd say whoever starts there. Or I would say a dark horse, uh, Ian Tafelski for the dogs. He's, uh, he's going to be a good quarterback. I know he's going to be a rookie. But uh, look out for him on Offensive Rookie of the Year, Rookie of the Year, however that goes. Um, but, no, I'd, I'd go myself one. Sorry. Lost in a two. And then the Blue Angels uh, QB room at three. Tied with Aiden Defowski. So noticeably absent, Luke Every. Am I oh, digging yeah. deeper in there? Uh, I, I I mean, I love Luke. I do. But I just think that, you know, league is so deep this mm-hmm. year. And I think I would say... I don't know. I mean, it's going to be tough. I'll have to see what he can do. Um, but I just say the, the guys who I listed off, I would say I'm confident are my top three to four, I'd say. Well, Nick, Aside that's all me. the questions I got for you. I really appreciate you coming oh, on. Oh, for sure. Commission. I'm excited, obviously, to play with you and have you on the show. Oh, uh, oh, yeah. I want to be a repeat interviewee. Every week. Every dude, every week actually, I got nothing to do. I'd be so down. Nick Downs, QB one for the Jackalopes. Nick, thanks again, man. Take it easy. Of course, Commissioner. Take it easy, everybody. Go Jacks. Whopper, 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 Junior, double, triple, Whopper, flame grill taste with perfect toppers. I rule this day. Lettuce, mayo, pickle, ketchup, it's okay if I don't want that impossible or bacon Whopper, any Whopper my way. Join the show right now. The so-called people's champ, the sweet Greek, captain of Grimsby Football Club, Mr. Peter Boyer. Peter, thanks for coming on the show. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's always an honor being able to represent Grimsby in the league. So, Peter, I kind of want to hit you up with some questions. Obviously, we had the draft. Um, You guys ended up with, I think, one of the more interesting drafts. Um, and the first question naturally goes, uh, why'd you guys settle on uh, Nick Yono at number two overall? Nick Yono at number two overall is possibly the best pick we could have had. He's the league's very first ever D1 athlete. No one has performed like him before. What about Jaden? Jaden. He claims that he is a potential D1 athlete, but, you know. Everyone knows the story. Everyone knows the story to that. We'll keep it to Grimsby yet for right now. All right, continue. Yeah, what does Nick Yono bring to the table yeah. for you guys? He brings he brings a piece of everything. He brings a brilliant piece of chemistry. His speed, at agility is going to be unmatched, and that will be proven. He can catch the ball. I remember back in the day, it was fifth grade. We were on the same flag football team. We were untouchable. He's going he's gonna to make us stand out from other teams. That's for sure. Was there anybody else at number two that was in consideration, or was it always going to be Yono in that slot? 
we were looking at a few people, but uh, when you looked at the pros and cons of who you can get in the risk management, Yona was a player that we really wanted, and he would have fallen first round easily. Um, so I kind of shift focus just for a second away from the draft to your co-captain, Dante Perry. Uh, can you kind of explain to me how that uh, duo kind of came to rise and uh, how you guys decided to bring Grimsby from the soccer fields to the uh, MFL fields? Yeah, well, Dante and I have been uh, teammates and great friends for the last couple of years. And the chemistry that we have together is unmatched, truly. And the idea of how we want to play is going to be definitely league winning. And having said that, what was the question you asked again? Kind of having a brain fart. About Dante Perry, just kind of how you guys decided to bring Grimsby over um, into the MFL for this upcoming season. Yeah, we're... When you're an athlete, you can't only play one sport. And that's been proven in the years of Dante and I playing our years in the football league. And we decided to create our own team, and the legacy is going to carry out. So we kind of moved uh, forward here. And really one of the uh, very big surprise picks was you guys uh, scooping up Luke Every, uh, number 10 overall, the first quarterback off the board in this draft. Uh, highly touted. Obviously, you guys stole him from right underneath Ali Beydoun's, uh legs. Uh, how did Luke end up uh, intriguing you guys during that process? Well, we always knew that we wanted a quarterback, and our initial plan didn't go as we wanted to with an early pick for someone else that was surprising. And Luke, we who was it? Yeah, so Luke came across the board and was a player that we saw was has a known record in the league to be a great quarterback and our plan didn't our plan didn't go accordingly where we were going to get Joey Kobolis who went really early in the first in the first round I believe yeah went to the O's number yeah. 6 which was a very surprising pick that early and we saw that Luke was on the board and we knew that we had to grab him with his known record in the league. And then you kind of uh, you're kind of off the you know the the boards for about ten picks. You come back, take Garrett Bear. Uh, this was somebody who was uh, very surprising to a lot of people during the combine process. What kind of stuck out about him that you want to take him with that exclusive third rounder? Yeah, it was really surprising to see him still on the board when we had the chance to get him. And we looked at all of our options. We just knew he was a clear and obvious choice. He's a player with, he can play many sports, great agility, great speed, great hands. And he's going to bring a little bit of everything to the team. And then uh, the last pick that I really want to talk about is uh, number 38. You guys take uh, Terrence North. Uh, this is somebody that no one knew anything about. What made you guys want to take, uh, take North Star in that, uh, in that spot in the fifth round? Yeah, the North Star is, if not any doubt, the best pick in the later rounds of the draft. He was someone who we can utilize explicitly in blocking anyone on the field. He's got great experience at Jimmy John's, Chick-fil-A now. (laughs) He will block anyone that gets in the way of your Chick-fil-A sandwich. (laughs) And he's a monster, and you guys will see that for yourselves. So is his role going to be pass blocking then? 
his role will be a little bit of everything, but we're really looking at getting him at a pass blocking and maybe a little bit of uh, running. Will be very, very interesting. Uh, so from the draft, obviously you have your full roster. Um, you guys were voted last in the power rankings um, when given the average from all the captains. Uh, do you guys kind of feel disrespected? Do you not pay attention to that? Like, what's the general feeling about that in the Grimsby organization? Yeah, we, f- we feel both disrespected and we don't care about it. One, because we were never asked in general. So kind of didn't really uh, play into our favor, obviously. But we like having the underdog story. And I think it's a great place to be. Everyone's going to doubt us coming into the season. Oh, this is going to be an easy game. And then Grisby's going to come around and slap you in the face with our big old cocks. And we're gonna <laughs> win. That's exactly what's going to happen. We want the underdog story. We are Grimsby. So... Um, actually that brings me up to my next question here. You guys open up the season against the dogs, uh, five o'clock time slot. If I remember correctly, uh, what, like, how do you guys feel about going into that game? The dogs are heavily favored by a lot of people to be a really good team this year. Yeah. We want those heavily favored teams against us to begin with, since they're heavily favored to be one of the great teams and we're somehow last ranked to begin the season. So I think it'll be, uh, wake-up call for the league on uh, how they rank teams and what's really happening in this league and who's going to win this season. Do you have any early predictions for that game? I think it'll be a close game. We got a lot of very similar talents on the team that bring uh, both very similar attributes. But I think Grimsby is going to come out on top by one score. So coming out um, and continuing on the uh, disrespect level, you guys were only given one primetime game this year. Um, kind of how the scheduling ended up shaking out. Do you guys not really pay attention to that? Do, I mean, do you notice it? Do you care? Um, kind of a similar question to the last one, but I kind of wanted your input on what you think. Well, you don't, you don't have the Super Bowl final game in there, do you? No. Okay, well, you can make it two then. Bold, very bold. Uh, so I kind of wanted your input uh, because you are one of the more electric personalities in the league. Um, who would you consider to be your team rival and your personal rival? I mean, obviously, you 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 know, you, you kind of talk to a lot of different guys when you play. You're a very verbal player. Is there anybody that you're excited to kind of play against this year? Well, going back to the team. Team rival wise, I don't think that there's a necessary team that I have a rival against. I have a lot of friends. I respect all the teams out there. And when I go into a game, I just look at the team. I just look at their weak links, and I see. I was like, "That's a weak, weak link in the chain." So that's going to be a chain that I'm going to be able to call with my voice. I'm going to be able to get in their head, and I'm going to be able to get around uh them, and I'm going to score on them. So when you look around, right, at the league, who would you consider to be some of the weak links on different teams? Definitely Jaden. You know, Jaden is a player that causes madness throughout his own team. He says the most weird things that don't make any sense that are uh, talking trash, you know. I just can't really seem to get my head looking straight when he starts talking about this and that, and then his own team is saying how he's so annoying, but he can play football. That's not someone you want on your team. Like, that's a that's a weak 
weak link, if you ask me. So Jaden, weak link for sure. Like you look at that matchup and you're like, weak link. I can yeah. break him. Teammate, yeah, his teammates won't, don't have his back. Anyone could break him. Shifting focus from that to uh, my uh, one of my final questions here. What would you consider to be Grimsby's team identity? What's something that you guys want to do well? Like, what should teams know about the Grimsby Football Club? You should know that you're not going to be able to guard us. We got a lot of guys who are very agile, who have good hands, and can defend. So something that you're going to want to know going into the games is how are you going to defend us when we cut? Because we're going to cut, catch the ball, and especially our yards after the catch is going to be one of our biggest attributes this year, I believe. Well, 100%. All right. Well, Peter, I appreciate you coming on, um, and uh, I look forward to having you on the show uh, coming up here as we get closer to the season. Yeah, thank you once again. Great opportunity to represent Grimsby and the league as a whole. Stay tuned, everybody. Up next, Jaden McLeod of the Hoosiers will be coming on. Peter, thanks again. Yep, thank you. This is MFL Hall of Famer and four-time league champion, Owen Fleming, wishing you a very happy 2023 league football season. Go Toads, everybody. Joining the show now, captain for the Hoosiers, one of the better personalities in the entire league, Mr. Jaden McLeod. Jaden, thanks for coming on, man. Who's cracking, Jack? Not a whole lot, man. Hey, listen, I'm curious about your draft, about your team. I got a couple questions for you. I want to break down your draft board. Sound good? Yep. All right, I like it. So, starting out here. Uh, you picked uh, seventh overall. You ended up taking Michael Renzi. This is somebody who I think was probably one of the bigger fallers in the draft. Somebody who's very immensely talented and impressed at the combine. How psyched were you uh, that that he fell to you? Man, I I was happy, but I feel like I was more happy before the draft process because I knew that he was gonna fall. So like y'all didn't really get to see like my full emotion of how happy I was through that because I knew he was gonna fall. Like through the whole draft process, seeing all the draft prospects, I'm like, bro, nobody's talking about Michael Ramsey. He was the forgotten man, for sure. Yeah, so I'm like, I'm about to get him and it's about to be over when I get him too. What do you envision Renzi's role being with you? Playmaker, man. That's that's the only thing he can be. He makes plays. He's a baller. He's gonna he's gonna do what y'all saw him do in the draft. That's, that's what he gonna that's what he gonna do in this season. So second round, you had a uh, relatively pretty high pick, um, sitting number nine. You ended up dealing back, picking up an extra second round pick with the Phantoms. Yeah. Um, and then you would go on to take uh, Gary Davidson, sitting right there at seventeen. Turn around, take Brandon Mel at nineteen. Yeah. Uh, what intrigued you about those two guys? Made you want to pull the trigger? And can you just go a little bit more in depth on uh, the trade itself with Ray and the Phantoms? Yeah. So the trade, um, you know, I kind of got, I kind of got played. Um, I kind of knew I was gonna get played though because like I, I'm was the youngest captain of a team so I knew somebody was trying to get me but I didn't expect it from Ray but he got me um he took Kamari Pearson who everybody knew I wanted to get 
And um, a, a big shocker on draft night too. Yeah. So with that being said, um, in my preparation for the draft, I already knew like that something could happen like that. So picking up Gary Davidson, third, he was gonna be my third round pick or my second round pick. One, one, one of those. He he was next up after Kamari. I like Gary. He's fast. He plays soccer. He can play D. But nobody's really saw him play offense. And that's that's really what I liked about it because I feel like he can play O and D. He can be very versatile for my team. So I picked him up and then Brandon, I actually played with like played with him in the draft and I just you know, I knew he could be I knew he could be decent on defense. Not decent, but good. Like he, he can make yeah. plays. He can make plays and I saw that and I feel like nobody really, maybe people noticed it, but like they didn't really see it, how fast and how like big I saw it, you know? Yeah, no, Brandon Mel, I was a big fan of him coming out as well. He's a, he's a good culture piece. I feel like too. I mean, he's a genuinely really good guy. Yeah. Um. So then you turn around, right? And you're picking, I think 24th and you take Jackson King, big receiver. Ooh, yeah. Um. What excites you about him? What's his role going to be on your offense? His size, his size. That's the biggest thing, man. His size is crazy. His role, you know, um, in broad terms, because, you know, I don't want people to game plan for Of course him, not. Though. Yeah, yeah. But in, in broad terms, um, he's he's going to make plays. He might, he might be on the field in certain situations. He might not, but he's going to be on the field. And when he's on the field, he's going to do what he do. So I'm, I just want to make sure that I can put Jackson in the best position for him to do him. I don't want him to have to do something where he's not comfortable doing. I want him to be comfortable and I want him to affect the game. So uh, then we move forward. You have three more picks. You actually had nine total draft picks uh, after the trade with Ray. And of course, uh, you had an extra second and third round pick. Uh, so moving forward, you take Derek Watson at 26. Uh, this is another, uh, uh, I think he's still in high school. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So you take him at 26. Not a lot of people saw what he could do. He was injured uh, at the combine. Uh, do you know something that other people don't? Yeah, I do know something that other people don't about Derek. I played football with him before at the field. Derek, he's fast. Like he's fast. Like we we about to be getting money with Derek. I like Derek. Another tall body. He's a little skinny in the frame, but that don't mean nothing. He'll go up and get in. He's fast. Like he he got speed for sure. And I mean, I'm not scared to say it because like you gotta stop it. But he's fast. He got a good catch mm-hmm. radius, man. And he can play D2 if we need him, you know? So, Derek falling that low, that was crazy. I, I had to pick him up. I had to pick him up. And, I mean, talking about another guy who really fell in the draft and who I didn't expect to fall this far. I mean, I personally had a third-round grade on him, Owen Akachuwu, at number 33. That's another pick. Uh, I tip my hat to you. What would you see out of him? Were you surprised that he was there at 33? Um... Yeah, but no, at the same time. Because, like, Owen, I just didn't, throughout the draft process, I didn't really hear his name a lot. Mm -hmm. And so I didn't get to see Owen play, but I went on his Instagram, saw how big he was. I'm like, damn, I got it. Like, I'm like, 
I just got to roll the ball on Owen. So I just rolled the ball on him. I haven't even got a chance to see him play, but like, he's still playing football and he's still active. And that's really all I care about. If you're still playing football, you're still active, you can get a spot on, on the team. And then uh, we go to pick 40, your last pick um, in the bottom two of the draft. You take Hadi Akuni. Uh, mm-hmm. I thought he was a great personality at the combine, yeah. showed a little bit of flashes. What, what do you see out of him? What kind of player is he? Hadi's is a hard worker. I played against him at the draft, and I'm not even going to lie. I was trying to pick on him because I feel like he wasn't good, and he was not going for none of that locking he did not give up and i love that about him i love his personality he's an energy guy he's gonna have us he's gonna have a whole team just electric and he's gonna make plays when we put him on the field when he's on the field he's gonna make plays and he's gonna give it a hundred every time so Jaden, i gotta say man there is a target or there is a general theme with the people you drafted all nine of your draft picks are football players yes, every sir. single one of them Yes, and sir. I could tell that was that something that you kind of looked for uh, yes. throughout this draft process is who's put on the helmet, who's put on the shoulder pads and played. Yes, that's exactly what I was looking for because when stuff goes wrong in a game, I need you to, I need you to have that instinct, you know. I need you to like, I need people to really feel the game or have felt the game in order for us to win. And so, I just feel like. You go, go ahead, go ahead. So I was uh, the next question naturally goes to obviously you have all these draft picks, you draft all yeah. these competitive football players. Yeah. How do you, as the sole captain, decide who starts? Because obviously only four start on on offense, five yeah. on defense. How do you decide who gets playing time? That's a you know I've been thinking about that so much, but at the end of the day, we're all going to have to compete against each other. That's the only fair way. I can't, I can't say this person's better than you without, without seeing y'all play and compete against each other. So we all gonna compete against each other, and the best are gonna start. But what I can say is that everybody's gonna play though, and that's a fact because I feel like it's way harder to game plan against the whole team than it is to game plan against just four people. So everybody's gonna play. Everybody's gonna have a mark on our team our team is not just going to be starters and non-starters i mean yeah of course certain people are going to start the game off but that doesn't mean that the people on the sideline will not touch the field because they will touch the field everybody will touch the field and play so noticeably absent from your draft board is the position of quarterback are you playing quarterback this year yeah i'm playing quarterback I'm playing quarterback, but I also I also got some people that y'all don't know about on the team that can also play quarterback. All right, that's really interesting to see. So we move forward from the team to kind of yourself. Um, mm-hmm. I kind of want to get your thoughts on a couple different players throughout this league, uh, if I may. Okay. So uh, your good friend Peter Boyer came on this podcast right before this. Um, and he called you one of the main, I'm quoting here, weak links in the league. Yeah. Yeah. Says you can't carry your team on your own. You know, there's there's issues whenever you're on a team. I want to give you the chance to kind of answer back uh, right now on the show to uh, Peter. So in friendly terms, Peter's full of poop. He sucks. 
I'm just gonna keep it honest with you, Pierce. Sucks. Yeah, yeah. He's he's weird. Um, he said I can't carry a team. I mean that's that's cool. I mean on this, it's not like I'm gonna be able to show it because on this team, like I don't have to carry it because I got pieces around me. But mm-hmm. what I can say is that I do know how to win, and that's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna win. That's what I did last year. I won with my team. I didn't have to carry. I haven't been on a team where I had to carry. So, I mean, it is what it is. We we gonna see him. You know, you gonna see what he do. You gonna see what I do. Is what it is. Do you kind of have that game against Grimsby circled? Not at all. Not at all. So Peter's an irrelevancy to you? No, no, he's not even the best on his team. Who's, um, who's on? Is Jack Ves- Vespi on um, Grimsby? No, he's not. Who's who's on Grimsby? Uh, well, Grimsby has Nick Yono, Dante Perry, um, Luke Every, yeah, uh, a couple other true. people. Yeah, the only person I'm really rocking with on that team that's solid is Dante. You know, Nick. Peter's not even top. He might be the worst on their team. So, yeah, I don't care. It's whatever. Do you kind of feel targeted sometimes? Because, like, obviously, you know, you you get in games, you like to talk, you get into it. I love it personally. But, you know, obviously Peter will answer back to you. You also had a lot of beef last year in the couple games you played against Dylan Fleming when you were on an island against... Uh, against him yeah do you kind of feel targeted or is this a two-way street um i feel targeted but only by certain people because like you like you said i do talk trash so when somebody talk trash back i'm not surprised because like that's what i want you to do but i feel targeted by cole fleming i don't like cole cole doesn't like me cole yeah cole cole fleming I do not wait. No, am I talking about Cole? No, no, no. My my fault, Cole. I think I said the wrong person. Um, who who'd you mean? The the one who played on the Sun Sun Laws, who was the ref. You know, is that <laughs> is that the right person? That's Cole Fleming. Yeah. Oh, yeah. why Cole? <laughs> yeah, I'm talking about Cole because he's always like, he always has something to say about me. And I don't mess with that. Who else? Um, that really loud guy on the. The Trojans, what's his name? I think that was Peter last year. Or are you talking about Joe? Joe, yeah, Joe Caselli. Oh my gosh, bro. Hop off. He sucks. He always got something to say and he's trash. Well, he's not trash, but like still, he always got something to say. Who else? Oh, I don't, what I don't mess with either is how yeah. every time I post a TikTok, Lawson sending it to the group chat. We got something for that. I ain't even going to lie. We got something for that. So all these guys you listed, right? The Joe Casellis, the Lawson Shields, the Cole yeah. Flemings. Are you gonna kind of create like a little bit of like a revenge board here for this next season? Uh, like kind of only... like the Grave Digger, just just revenge tour. Yeah, I mean the only real revenge tour I have is Lawson, and it's not because of the tick TikToks. It's just because I lost them twice last year. So like, you know, I gotta come to win this mm-hmm. game. Like I actually have to come to play against Lawson. You know? Oh yeah. Or else it's, it's gonna be rough. Him and Dylan, like, it's just competitive. It's competitive against Lawson and Dylan Fleming. Like, it's no like, I don't like you. You don't like me. Like, that's just competitive. But like Joe Caselli, even if he plays, like, I don't like Joe, and I'm gonna, I'm going to assassinate his team. Peter, same thing. Cole, he said he's starting quarterback. Okay, we're gonna annihilate him. Simple as that. Those- so it's funny. It's funny you talk about Cole because he is. Uh- He's playing for the Phantoms. We don't know where he's playing yet. But you guys actually open up against the Phantoms. 5.30 yeah. time slot on week one. Yeah. 
Um, can you kind of give me an early kind of preview of what you see out of the Phantoms? Uh, maybe even a final score prediction. Final score? I ain't gonna do that. I ain't gonna do the final score. But what I see from the Phantoms is, yeah, I see a lot of pieces with no leader, with no like. I see a lot of chickens with their head cut off, kind of. You feel me? Like there's, there's. So do you think that falls no. on Captain Ray Smith or? Yeah, yeah, I think it does. You don't think, think he's a good captain? I wouldn't say a good captain. I just feel like he didn't pick the best team to build around himself. I don't think that was smart of him. The team that he picked, I don't think it really suits him. But, I mean, we'll see when we play against each other. I mean, I'm not really worried to play them. I mean, they're, like, from what it seems like, they're one of the good teams in league but like mm-hmm. you won't know until you step on the field but um yeah they have they have skill but yeah. will that skill mass mesh together we'll see do i think it's gonna mesh together week one better than my team will week one absolutely not and that's why i think we're gonna win so you kind of said that it's hard to tell which teams are threats right totally fair could you tell mm-hmm. me which teams are pretty much non-threats when you're kind of looking at the bigger picture here Grimsby. Grimsby non-threat. Not not at all. Um I feel like that's the wait, what team is Matt Yeager on? Uh Jack Lopes. Uh nah, they, I feel like Grimsby is booty. Like worst like bottom feeder of the league. And then um Yeah, I can't really think of anybody else. I feel like Grimsby is the trashest team in the league. When you guys play Grimsby, what do you think like the final result's gonna be? We're gonna kill them. Like, if they score, I'm gonna be like highly shocked and highly upset. But I know for a fact we're winning that game. I'm not tripping about that game, bro. I might. I think for my goal is to like not play the second half. Okay. Like, I just want to be on the sideline cheering on my team by the second half against Grimsby. That's it. Well, Jaden, that's all the questions I have for you. Uh, I, this was a very awesome segment. I, I want to thank you for coming on. We, I definitely got to get you on again before the Anytime. season. Anytime. Um, and I wish you the best of luck this year with the uh, with the Hoosiers. You, you too, man. All right, take it easy. Yep, you too. Hoosier up. Let's go, baby. Hey, Between the Cones, this is Cole Fleming, quarterback for the Sunfins. This podcast is sponsored to you by Modelo. Drink responsibly. And just like that, that's all the Between the Cones that we have for today. I want to thank each one of our special guests, all four of them from this uh, episode and all four from the previous one for helping us kick off and get towards the season with a little bit of hype, a little bit of controversy, and just a slight dash of trash talk. Once again, this has been Between the Cones. Stay tuned. We'll probably have another episode a lot quicker than you expect.